Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson are brothers and business partners of the top landscaping company, Nature's Experts. Nature's Experts is home to six companies that cater to all your outdoor needs. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan, simply visit us at www.naturesexperts.com. On the podcast, Jeff and Jonathan bring together other business owners and entrepreneurs to share with you how they developed a prosperous company and how you can too. You will gain insights and meaningful advice on creating the building blocks to success and longevity in the entrepreneurial realm. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. Welcome, everybody, to the Cultivating Success Podcast. We are excited to have Matt here today. Matt is a uh, an attorney who deals directly for business owners. So we are excited to have him on the show today. Matt, great to have you here. Hi, Matt. Thank you, guys. It's great to be here. Happy Friday. You know, it's one of those... Well, th- I call it Fry-yay, though. I don't yeah, know about you, Fry-yay. but uh, we'll hear Thursday. a little more excitement in your voice, Matt, because you sound like today's is a regular day, but it's Fry-yay. It's Fry-yay. I had a, there you uh, go. I had a, uh, I had a long okay. uh, Thurs-don't yesterday, so that's why. Thurs-what? Thurs-don't instead of Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> oh, no. Thurs... No, 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 no. It's not Thurs-don't. It's... Yeah. Friday Junior is what yeah, Thursday so Friday, is. Friday, I'm looking forward to today. Oh, but th- <laughs> Thursday's Friday Junior, though. Uh, depending on what you do, it could be. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> do we need to go through? Like, is the first thing we need to go through is figure out all the days? Like, what? Well, the only called? other one, the only one other one that I got that's good is a uh, Tuesday is terrific Tuesday, but Monday and Wednesday I don't have nicknames for. No. Well, Thursday is normally throwback Thursday. So. Throwback, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. See, and who said attorneys can't have fun? You know what I mean? Yeah, look, we're starting out having fun. We named all the names, that's and right, now huh? uh, we're coming up with alternate names. So. <laughs> um, so, Matt, please tell us a little bit about your business. You know, it's really you know, so important, you know, on our show, we like to obviously connect people with the ideas and the concept of how we apply business, look at business and resources that really every business owner should have and should have access to and should know what the reason is that they need to have access to different tools and resources like yourself. Sure. So, you know, I've been practicing law for 20 years now. It's been a quick yet long 20 years. So when I had the opportunity to grow and start my own law firm a few years ago, I wanted to cater towards small and medium-sized businesses and local businesses and startup businesses that there really is kind of a void of law firms and lawyers who cater towards them because they always try to look to represent big businesses. Right. And bigger firms always represent bigger businesses. And then the people who are left to represent small businesses don't necessarily know, um, don't necessarily, you know, aren't business lawyers. They just kind of do it to do it. So my focus is to help small and medium-sized businesses with their legal needs. Right now, it's probably about 90% litigation stuff or pre-litigation stuff trying to uh, either avoid people going to court or going to court or things like that, and probably about 10% transactional which is drafting contracts, reviewing contracts, um, coming up with agreements, reviewing agreements, negotiating agreements. So my passion, for lack of a better term, 
is I like to help the smaller and medium-sized businesses, particularly the startups, make sure that everything in their foundation is good to go so that they can focus on their business and not have to worry about the legal stuff and they can go make money and succeed and prosper. Well, I think that's amazing that you've specifically chosen this this niche and it's a very big niche that I think, you know, people sometimes shy away of problems sometimes because they don't know how to find a solution. So they don't know how to find a solution where they're like, oh, well, this person has a, uh, you know, it might be like a large construction job that you're doing. And the problem is, is that if you're not the prime contractor, you really don't have a lot of options underneath you, I'm sure as you know. So having, you know, a backbone and knowing where to go so you can feel like you're a little bit in control and they know that you're not just going to roll over and just take whatever they're going to get is something where I, I don't think people realize the benefit that it doesn't cost as much as you think that it does cost, but it helps you more than you think that it does help you and ensuring that you actually do have a strong, healthy relationship because it really can like, you know, situations we've been in where we've had different attorneys where like they could just be like really long construction projects. Like we had one uh, probably five plus years ago. It was a really long construction project and uh, our retention and a payment or two were held. And yeah. we were I know which one you're talking a about. subcontractor of a subcontractor. And it was a humongous project. Yeah. And through this project, everything had always, the payments had always gone fine. And then there was literally a year period. This company was so big. We couldn't get in touch with anyone in accounts receivable. We weren't getting paid. We weren't getting anything. We eventually did hire an attorney. The attorney was still getting the same information. And uh, eventually they did connect with the right person, found out that this company was actually the primary contractor was holding the subcontractor responsible. They were figuring out the finances and so on and so forth. And they weren't trying to default on us, but they were actually just negotiating themselves. So once they at the two primary and the, the main subcontractor negotiated and actually agreed on a price, then of course they had to like, you know, pay all of their subcontractors underneath it to release their liens. But it was an interesting process where it definitely made me realize that you know you have to have good representation and you have to you know focus on what you're good at and not what what is going to really stress you out because i know for us it was a very stressful situation yeah that's why you know like for instance for your situation like in florida where i am your lien rights are very important when you're a contractor and a subcontractor for situations just like you described so obviously if you lien a property magically you get paid because no one wants to be foreclosed on so that's why you know for particularly in florida you have to make sure when you're either the general contract the subcontract whatever you have lien rights and that's why you need to enforce those lien rights but that's something where if you're new to the business or you know you've always worked for someone else or whatever you won't know that unless you consult with an attorney I find that uh, attorneys typically like in negotiations or when there's contracts back and forth, you know, to me, they almost seem like they want to kill deals. A lot of times, you know, they find everything and anything to like almost be like to kill a deal. And it would be nice. Um, you have to almost compromise yourself to yeah. all the negative information sometimes yeah, I mean, because everything seems so doom and gloom. Yeah. And it would be nice. And I don't know how you feel about that. 
But do you really try to come up with alternatives for people to help make the deal or help things get figured out rather than just coming up with reasons that there are problems? You know, I do like a two-pronged approach when clients come to me with like a, a deal, whatever you want to make it, whatever you want to categorize a deal as. First, conceptually, I look at it as, you know, your not just your attorney, but also as your counselor at law. And I tell you like, you know, okay, they want a million dollars and you get a handful of magic beans. You know, that's <laughs> conceptually, that may not be the best deal for you. And, but I try to, I offer my opinion for whatever, what it's worth, but you're the businessman. So yeah, sure. I let you make your business decision. Sure. And let, let's stop a, there for overall, a minute. Let's stop there for a minute. So that's very important. Yes, we are the ones who are the businessmen. We're the ones who are, in our case, entrepreneurial. In our case, we're the ones who have acquired businesses and you know see visions of what we're going to do. And yes, you're being paid to make sure we're protected. However, I do want to say this again. I think that you really do, as our situation and from our viewpoint and people like us, and where you sit, I think there is a disconnect a lot of times because we play kind of different roles. Yeah. You know, everyone sticks to just their role. It's like the attorney doesn't like, you know, sort of bleed into ours a little bit and try to be like, you know, how do I, how do I become a gel? You know what I mean? To try to figure yeah. this out. Like where, where's the pathway to get to the success here of getting this done? Yeah. Other than just being like a roadblock, you know, like, no, this oh. can't be done. That's it. Yeah, no, I understand. That's why, you know, like I said, I'll offer my general opinion just to begin with conceptually of like, you know, you're going to trade in your houses for some Bitcoin or something that might not be the best idea, but, you know, I'll leave it to you to make your business decisions as far as the documents that go with it or the implementation of your vision for your deal. You know, I will work with my client, I'll work with the other side or whatever to make sure that those documents eventually come together to make a deal happen. I don't necessarily think I try to thwart deals or I try to, you know, dissuade people from doing deals from a legal review standpoint. I try to make them have the best deals possible by having the most realistic documents that kind of a deal with all the variables that can go right and can go wrong and then B are actually substantive enough where if something happens to the deal, we can either call in, you know, go to court or whatever to make the deal come together or to mm -hmm. successfully take the parties apart and put them back to where they were before the deal started. Mm -hmm. mm. Interesting. So I'd like to take a step back because I think this is a really important lesson that we can add in here as we were talking about people's lien rights. So can you really kind of touch base on exactly what is the proper process as it relates to utilizing those yeah. um, legal methods of not collecting, but just protecting, protecting. your business? Yeah. 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 Well, for Florida, you know, I'm going to speak for Florida because I'm a Florida attorney. I'll tell you in Florida, for instance. Okay. Are you in South Florida? Yes. I'm in South Florida. Um, I'm in Broward County. Okay. So, you know, for Florida, if you're a contractor, a subcontractor, a material man, or whatever, you have extensive lien rights 
under Florida Statute 713, where if you do work on a property, you bring materials onto a property, or you do work for someone else or whatever, you get the right to lien the property so that you're ultimately paid, whether it's by the general contractor, whether it's by the homeowner or the property owner, whether it's by bonding company or uh, whoever it is. So you have those rights in Florida. Unfortunately, on the other side, sometimes those rights are abused by people in Florida, which I don't need to tell you guys, particularly in South Florida, but you have those rights that can be enforced where, you know, you're not going to get stiffed on a construction project because with your lien rights, you can ultimately foreclose on the lien and then you wind up selling the property and then whatever the proceeds are go to towards your lien eventually. So you have a lot of solutions. You're protected by those lien rights so that it's more than just contract rights. The lien rights actually get you paid. And it's important to know what your lien rights are, particularly wherever you are. And I can speak to Florida. I don't know lien rights in other states, but Florida's lien rights are pretty good. Considering how pro like how pro property owner Florida is regarding like uh, homestead protection and yeah. stuff like that. The lien rights are pretty powerful. Why did you become an attorney or why did you want to become an attorney? Because you thought it was a way to make a, you know, money easily better. You want to be a professional. You wanted to help people. What was the reason why? I knew when I was like a kid that I wanted to be probably like an attorney for lack of a better for lack of a better term um and it kind of just grew from there and then i knew an undergrad that i was going to go to law school and then go from there so i always kind of knew i wanted to be an attorney to kind of you know not just like the prestige or whatever being an attorney being a professional but then eventually when i became an attorney to help people and then one you know further on in becoming an attorney to help people to i mean you, you like, i mean you're you're essentially i mean yes you get paid for it but you're essentially you know an advocate for your clients and i think a lot of attorneys these days the reason they have such a bad rap and people you know don't look you know well on so many attorneys and think it's so difficult to deal with them and that it's so expensive and it's you know everything's so slow and so on and so i think they lose sight of that you know you are an advocate for the client so it's like, yeah. you know, they don't really I do mean, what's best for the client. They do what's best for them. A lot of times. How do you feel yeah. about that in your industry? That that's really the reputation that's out there. Well, you know, unfortunately, as with any industry, I mean, you get a lot of, not a lot of, but you get bad actors who give everyone um, a, uh, a bad name. And it's not necessarily in our culture today. It's not just necessarily like really bad guys and bad girls who, you know, take your money and don't do anything right? and steal from the clients and stuff like that. We've got a culture now where, you know, you've got online ratings for everyone now. So you can look on, you know, Google yep. ratings and be, Oh, this guy, you know, I think he took too long. He didn't really explain stuff to me. Uh, I really wasn't satisfied. One star. So, whereas, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, you just wouldn't even know that. And you'd just be like, okay, right. I found this guy in the phone book and he does whatever. Right. So I think right. there's 
I think, yes, there's a certain degree of a lot of like apathetic attorneys, a lot of attorneys who don't diligently do work, who don't communicate with their clients, who don't get yeah. results, right. who don't explore, or, you know, and again, again, sometimes you can't control getting results, but you can explain why you which didn't is get such a strange, that. which is such a strange juxtaposition for them to put themselves in, because like you just said, now you are more like responsible for what you do. In other words, you're held responsible and accountable online and people can look and see what other people have had experiences. So you'd think that people would be doing more and better and be concerned more. And, well, the, the but thing they're, is they're that not that, in general though. With Matt's explanation, oh, the attorney moved slow, one star. That's not a one star. How do you know they... How do you know they actually did move slow one star? You know what I mean? Like that's the problem. But with a lot of people, ju- no, I know, I know what you're saying, but a lot of people, unfortunately will be like, oh, I want to see what their online reviews are. There's like power in like those online. That's why so many people feel so empowered because, you know, the public, because they can go on and like, they can try to like ruin you. You know what I mean? If something doesn't go their way, like maybe they just said they were slow, but they're pissed off because the jury or the judge or the attorney didn't get them the deal that they wanted, but they didn't have a strong case. It's it, the whole thing is just so difficult and like so hard to like really master every area of like what you do. Like you want to make sure the client's happy, but you want to make sure obviously that you protect the client, but you want to make sure you still like enjoy your job and that you're, yeah. you know, enjoying a lot of it. Up. A lot of it ultimately comes down to managing client expectations and communicating yeah. with the client. Yeah. And I mean, if you have like a high demand client or like a very high needs client, and I mean, you got to understand if you're going to represent that client, you got to, you yep. know, this person's yep. going to email you or call yep. you, you got to yep. respond to that because yep. otherwise he you've doesn't hit on something to one star, you know, like that kind of thing's going to You've happen. hit on something there. We can relate that to our business. We have like a lot of clients who are like really, really particular and very needy, so to speak. And if you're complaining about them being needy, you knew this from the beginning. Yeah. And you know what I mean? You knew what this person's going to be yeah. like. So it's like, you need to manage them. Exactly. And I think a lot of people who are in business, whether it's people like us, people like you, all different kinds of industries. I think that's one of the main problems is they really don't understand what the expectations of that particular client are. And then they get like upset or irritated or, you know, annoyed with having to meet those expectations from that person when you should have been able to identify that from the beginning. Yeah, no, it's true. And, you know, I mean, obviously if you know, you have a needy client or whatever, you have to respond to their needs. It's great when you have, and, you know, I don't want to say my favorite, but you know, my, a lot of my best clients are hands-off people who understand the whole concept of the legal process yeah, and you're the professional things are you happen. Do so yeah. they just kind of let me do my thing. And obviously anytime anything happens regarding their cases, I always let them know contemporaneously what's going on, but otherwise they let me operate, you know, with impunity and I get to do what I want to do versus the client who maybe is new, a new business owner, or new to litigation or new to having an attorney where they're always like emailing you like, what's happening on my case when, you know, I respond, I'm like, if anything happens on your case, I will proactively and affirmatively let you know what's going on when you don't hear from me. It's because nothing's going on, but they still email you anyways, or they still call you anyways. (laughs) That's human nature for you. Yeah. So Matt, moving forward, what is one of the biggest things that you think that people don't realize that you could actually help them as an attorney 
in their business? I think it's really important. That's a good question. That I think we hit on uh, a couple different things. You know, one of them obviously being the uh, lean rights and understanding people that are in a service-based business. The fact that we're actually, it's very advantageous to be able to make sure you understand what your rights are so you can get paid for the good work that you're doing. So Matt, I'd like to move move forward now onto something that, you know, what's something people don't recognize that an attorney like you that's really geared towards small and medium-sized businesses can really help and assist them? You know, one uh, a big thing is whether you are a service provider, your business, or you sell things to people or whatever, always have a contract. I mean, there's so many businesses who just do something or sell something or whatever, and then send an invoice and then it doesn't get paid or something goes wrong. And they're like, well, what do I do? Well, where's your contract? I don't have one. So these businesses, it's a really missed opportunity to come up with a viable solution to solve their future problems by having a contract in place. And I know in 2022, you know, people don't necessarily like getting a piece of paper, signing it and returning it, but a contract now could be, you know, an online terms of service agreement or something like that, where if you're, you know, whatever your business is, when you deliver services or goods to people or do something before they they accept it or whatever, you have them, you know, you email them your thing, they can sign it on their phone, they can sign it on their tablet, they can sign it, DocuSign or whatever, and send it back to you. And then that's the framework for the relationship between your business and with your customer or your consumer is your contract. And a lot of businesses miss out on that and they have problems later on, particularly getting paid or when the other side claims that you didn't give them the goods or the services that they demanded, you don't have the framework, which is the contract, which says what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it. And if there's a dispute, how it's going to be resolved. So what are some important parts that need to be on that? Maybe, you know, obviously, you know, what you're doing, or what good they're getting, or what good you're selling, how much time it's going to take, or what the total cost is. Of course, that part is important. But what legal portions are actually something that are important to highlight in there, not to scare away customers, but to also protect yourself? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you have all the terms in there, which, again, a lot of people just don't do. So obviously, the most important thing is the terms. But then you want to have in there like your dispute resolution provision, which I prefer just having if there's a dispute that arises going to court because that's the easiest and believe it or not most effective way to deal with something as opposed to doing like arbitration or something like that where you have to pay a lot of money and you're probably not going to get great results and then have like a venue provision where everything takes place and an attorney's fee provision that says that whoever the prevailing party is gets their attorney's fees and costs and just you know, general things about like, if I'm going to communicate with you, how do I communicate with you? I send it to this email address or this address, or I call this number. So it's just basic things like that, that are missing from a lot of contracts. Well, A, the contracts are missing. B, when there are contracts, those terms are missing and they're pretty essential. And they help avoid problems because there's no doubt as to what's going on in your contract. And then if there are problems, it helps resolve it because it says exactly what happens when there's a problem and how you're going to resolve it. So prevailing parties fees, 
the location in which obviously the the case would be held and uh what was the last one again oh to, for it to go straight to trial versus having arbitration or just yeah. going straight to court yeah and that's that's a personal preference of mine i mean some people may want to do something else but arbitration is not in my opinion not really cost or time effective because essentially you're instead of all you have to do to go to court is pay your filing fee and you're in court for free the judge works for free the judge does things for free arbitration you have to pay for all that and you have to pay for the arbitrator and then you have to go to court anyways to confirm your arbitration award and it takes just as much time so arbitration in my opinion really isn't effective and then um you know i mean that's it have that in your contracts and you'll should you should be fine as when something does happen or when something doesn't happen unfortunately so many business owners i think don't like they really have no idea about so many like of the ins and outs of the law you know what i mean especially if you've never like been sued or sued anybody or anything and i think that it's like tough for a lot of business owners because they just don't know. So some of them, obviously there's people that try to do wrong, but there's other people that really aren't trying to do anything wrong. And they just don't know, like I said, like what the ins and outs of the law are and what you can and can't do. And then they're like held responsible and they can get themselves into a lot of trouble. There's really no educational, you know, sort of thing. Well, I think people get into trouble when regular they don't, people. when they get a contract in front of them, that's unusual for an unusual amount of money. And then they don't really understand what the details are and the ramifications are of the details Yeah, that, you know, a lot of times when we get contracts, we'll actually send them to an attorney to review and to tell us what makes sense. What doesn't make sense. What's odd be like, Oh, well, if there's a trial, you have to go to Pennsylvania. It's like, okay, that's true. Something you need to look into and and why, because a lot of times these attorneys will put like that particular state because it's more favorable yeah. for their particular situation should it actually go there, correct? That's correct. Like different and states. I, mean, I don't know about Pennsylvania, but you know. And then, yeah, no. You're not, you're not picking on Pennsylvania. And then there's these business owners that, you know, don't hire an attorney. They think that they're reading it and they're interpreting the language of that particular contract or document. And there may be literally one word or one sentence or a couple things in there that literally they don't know how to interpret correctly and because they didn't send it to an attorney or because that they didn't get some legal advice they can get themselves completely fucked over and that to me is something people need to be like very aware of because that can happen with like legal jargon you know you can like really just not know how to read something even if you read perfect english and you understand how to read documents something that's um if it's done in a certain legal maneuvering way there are things that you know one or two words can can really screw you up do you think yeah. that's something that's true yeah i think you know look obviously when you have a business part of your budget of your business needs to be that you have to have professionals who help you do things so you have to have an accountant you have yes. to have you know this is important for people to know and one of those things you should have is an attorney because the attorney proactively helps you avoid situations down the road by being like let's modify this contract and do whatever now so then there's never a situation down the road of oh we totally misinterpreted that right we're in court in pennsylvania now right well people i think too can they don't realize that when you have an attorney you, they also can teach you some. So it doesn't mean that you become an attorney, 
but you can cut through some of the information the longer you have a developed relationship with somebody. So, you know, the longer we're working together, Matt, and I send you a contract, we're like, you know, the only thing that I found in this contract is I didn't like that it said we need to go to Pennsylvania. Is there anything else you need to tell me? And then it really cuts down on the different other information in it. Or if you're pulling out information, it makes you understand what parts that we recognize that are difficult. Say, you know, we're okay with, you know, uh, having to do this or having to do that in the contract. Is there anything else? And people don't realize that the first time you do it, it's a little bit longer. And then the second time it's a little bit shorter. And you really can just, you know, cut to the chase a lot quicker and move a lot swifter with having a strong relationship to have a professional in your corner, like an accountant, like an attorney. These aren't different people that have to be like, everything has to be this long, drawn out process. <laughs> it can be something where you have a, a, a great, straightforward like relationship that goes back and forth. Yeah, but that's the reason that you said like you were making a thing and you were saying it so like, oh, a long, drawn out process because that's what most people feel attorneys do. It's like they, but if you don't have such one, such a production, but if you don't have one that you work with consistently, it is the, an attorney's job to yeah. make sure that they cross all the I's and dot all the T's so that their their client is protected. And if you know Matt doesn't give you all of the information and he doesn't understand that you know what the information would potentially, you know, do to you should you actually get into that situation, it's a problem. You True, know, but people don't like surprises. And I think that a lot of the attorneys that I've dealt with over the years that I've seen or whatever, um, I mean, obviously we have some now that we're we're very comfortable with. To your point, Matt, they don't manage your expectations. They don't tell you what's going to happen. Like at the beginning, you understand when someone comes to you with a specific issue or something they need to get resolved, it's up to you to sort of say to them, this is what it's going to take. This is probably how long in the past, this is what I've seen it playing out to be. This is what really, you know, should really go on. So expect this. But a lot of them don't do that. They just sign you up, you're set, and then they just handle you as time goes on. No, that's true. I mean, I think one of the problems with attorneys is, you know, we kind of touched on this a little before. I don't think the hand-holding or the proper bedside manners there for some attorneys on how to intake their clients initially and then to manage onboard them. Yeah, right. Like when you're onboarding someone, right. Like when in our business, when we onboard clients, you know, you really try to be clear about, and we want to, you know, have our people trained in the fact that you want to tell people and explain to your clients what they can expect, not only what the schedule is going to be when we maintain their property or when we're doing an install for them or anything that we're doing, but you know, this is what it's going to be. If it's going to create a mess, it's going to create a mess. You might need to have it on this day because this, 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 that. And I think a lot of attorneys don't necessarily like, you know, let you sort of see down the road. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, they just think it's a black and white linear transaction. Right. It's like, okay, I'm your attorney now. Give me stuff to do. I do it. I send it back. And here. life is add. typically gray, not black and white. Right, yeah. Matt? <laughs> That's correct. They got to add narrative in there and tell you, yeah. you know, what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, what could happen, yeah, how things could go right, how things could go wrong, how things could go sideways. You know, things like that. Where is there any other law that you practice or any other, you know, tentacles that extend from you that you no, can? I mean, my focus is just, you know, 90% business law litigation and 10% business law transactional. But 
under business law, obviously falls things like real estate, right? You know, association law, um, you know, general litigation, things like that. But obviously, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing like criminal law or probate litigation or family law. Like, you no, know, but um, anything that required that involves contracts or anything like that ultimately falls under business litigation yeah, at some right. point. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, Matt. We appreciate you being here on the Cultivating Success Podcast. I think you've given a lot of really great information to the listeners or for some major key points that they can apply to their business today, the next contract, the next you know time they're looking to advance their business. You know, you have to be ahead of where you actually think you're going to be. And to have a partner like yourself, Matt, to really be able to help them really understand you know, if you're looking to grow your business, you need to see obviously what you're going to need when you get to that next step. And somebody like Matt, I think can really help consult, advise, and give you the proper tools to make sure that, you know, you don't get into a situation where you might have a cash flow problem because you're not getting paid or you don't actually know your own rights. Because the thing is, a lot of stuff is time sensitive. So everybody, I think it's actually time to get Matt's uh, contact information and so they can reach out to you. Okay. Sure. So... My website is fornarrowlegal.com. It's just my last name, F-O-R-N-A-R-O-L-E-G-A-L.com. My phone number, the toll-free is 888-FLA-LAWYER. The regular number is 954-324-3651. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. I'm all over that stuff. So just type in my name and you'll see me. And I do... um, newsletters and i do uh a bunch of other stuff that i send out it's pretty good content it's pretty good information so if anyone has any questions about business or anything feel free to contact me matt thanks again we appreciate you being here again today and we look forward to seeing you again soon okay all right thank you guys nice talking to you matt it. all right thank you guys i appreciate it thanks for having me on this has been the cultivating success podcast with jeff sofer and jonathan wolfson To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan and their businesses, visit www.naturesexperts.com.